Welcome, Nate and Chris here, back for another Football Neophytes podcast. What is up? We are already well into December. We had we had intended to record this a little earlier so we could get ahead of these these midweek matches, but we are on a Thursday. The yeah. uh, last two matches of this midweek run are about to kick off here in the next hour or so. So we're kind of in the middle of what is this week fourteen of the season. Is it 14 or 15? I don't know. It's going so fast now. Maybe week 15. We might be at week 15. So, well, let's re- just. Regardless we of where we are, 15. we're in the. So, we're in yeah. the middle of week 15. Not the ideal, ideal time to record a pod, but we're doing a once a month high quality podcast. So, <laughs> you get what you get. How's it been? Um, soccer wise, it's been fine. Yeah. Manchester is playing okay again. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say they're playing great. Um, personally, it's been a crazy time. That's why we're actually filming or recording late. Yeah. Um, my schedule has been insane with just a lot going on in my family. Um, but yeah, doing good. How are you? Yeah, good. It's, you know, it's, it's good. Wolves are in fifth. It's a good time to be a Wolves It's a good time to be a Wolves fan. Yesterday was... One of the most complete games I've seen them play. Yeah. It was funny because in the press conference, Pellegrini, the West Ham coach, was like talking about how they dominated the match. And everyone's been mocking him on Twitter, basically. <laughs> like, what game? Were you watching one of the other? Because I think Amazon Prime just kicked off services in the UK. Okay. And they're showing a whole bunch of games. So a lot of people were responding with stuff like, oh, were you watching one of the Amazon Prime matches <laughs> while the game was going on? Because Wolves looked great. And... Um, very happy, but let's talk about some headlines. Some big things have happened yes. uh, since we last recorded. So we're we're kind of reviewing back on November, um, even though we're already in December. Yeah, but it's a good time to look back because a lot of uh, a lot of managers got sacked last month. They did. Yeah, even three. within the last couple of weeks. Yeah, three. Days. Yeah, that's right. So three managers. Obviously, uh, Pochettino kicked it off um, out at Tottenham. Um, and replaced by a fan favorite, <laughs> Jose. Yeah. Jose is back. Bring on the Marunio. Yeah, we are uh, very excited to have Jose back in the Premier League. I am so thankful I didn't choose Spurs now. It's huge. It's funny to like read the press clippings and everything on the whole move and like what he's saying about it and like. And he's still not necessarily taking any of the blame for the disaster that Man U was last year. Of course. But he is he constantly says, I learned so much. I learned so much. I learned so much. I'm a different manager now. And well, so we'll see. We're gonna see what those four months off did for him. It's a I mean, really in his it's a brilliant move on his part because he steps into a team that was like floundering yeah. in the lower mid level of the Premier League table. But, but has the top-end talent to be a top Of course, team. yeah. So you can step in, and all it took was like one or two wins for them to get back up to fifth place. And yeah. so, and they're a Champions League team. So there's a lot. I mean, he can lay claim to a lot just by uh, stepping yeah. in and taking this job. But we'll see. I mean, his, his MO is three-year run, win a title in there, which for Spurs, if he wins a title for them, he'll be an icon. But yeah. He usually wins a title, and then he destroys the team from the inside and then leaves and goes somewhere else. So we'll see what happens with Jose. Uh, the other news, Unai Emery out at Arsenal. That's big news. Um, one of my buddies, Nick, who's a big Liverpool fan, when I was going through the process last year, 
his suggestion to me was, if you choose a team, you should choose Arsenal. They're up and coming. They've got a young squad. Unai Emery is this great coach. And again, I'm very happy that I did not choose Arsenal. There you go. He's gone. Um, no permanent manager named yet, so we'll see. There was a there was a hot minute where Nuno Espirito Santos, my beloved manager of the Wolves, was rumored to be going there, or at least in discussions. But he he squashed those rumors quickly. But still, like you live, we live in a world where you say one thing to the media and something else behind the back in the back room. So I'm thankful that those rumors seem to have, have slowed down a little bit. So we'll this see. May, this may not be a good question to pose to us, but I'm going to pose it to you. Okay. Uh, the Wolves being somewhat of a smaller market team, Yeah. do they have to fear the same way that smaller market clubs in the other leagues do of their coaches being poached just based on money? I think... Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, particularly the top, the traditional top six or the top four big clubs, like they've got the money, they have the worldwide recognition, they're in the Champions League every year. I think any small market team or smaller Premier League team uh, has to fear that. The advantage Wolves have is they've got an ownership group that have given Nuno a lot of leverage. They have a lot of money that they're spending and there's no reason to believe that the team isn't going to continue like playing at this level and playing in big European tournaments. So really that it would be, it doesn't seem like a wise move, but you do understand how enticing it would be. Like Arsenal's arguably like one of the biggest clubs in the world. Yeah. It's tough, tough to say no to a club like that unless you're on a team like Wolves. That yeah, are up, an up and coming team that have a lot going for them. Yeah, like we, I, th- I feel like we want to live in this fantasy world where our coaches are attached to our players, who are attached to our franchises, and they're attached to our fan bases. And uh, that's not necessarily the case ever. Of course, and yeah. So well, it's the same like, with the players, right? Right. Like, yeah, players move; they go on to new teams, and that's the nature of it, right? So I think I think what Wolves have built where they built it around this like Portuguese identity a little bit. I think that helps because there is maybe more to it than just a job. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and they've given them a lot of leverage, but that's fair enough. Time will tell. Yeah. We'll see. Um, it doesn't take a, you know, a few losses in a row, a bad month and you could feel the heat and want to get out. So um, yeah. we'll see what happens there at Arsenal. And then the other less exciting news, Kike, Sanchez Flores out who at Watford exactly he was there for like three and a half minutes I think uh, coached a couple managed a couple matches and as I say he managed the first half of one game yeah and then was sacked and then was sacked he was barely there so Watford's obviously a mess talk about being glad you didn't pick a team yeah <laughs> yeah that's you man you would be watching Champions League we'd have to change our entire like <laughs> podcast model for next season um so, yeah, dude, Watford. I couldn't be more thrilled to see how bad Watford has turned after the trash talk in the FA Cup semifinals oh, last yeah. year and mocking. That's been it. Since that match, it has been all downhill yeah. for Watford. Well, they've won one match, I think, since then. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's been a mess. So, uh, The other exciting news from the last month will lead us into... American Watch. 
Yeah, uh, Christian Pulisic, he slowed down after the last couple of weeks, last couple of matches, but he finished October really strong with that hat trick and then continued into November his first couple of matches. He had a couple goals. He had one in the Champions League. Um, I don't think he scored in the last couple of matches, but yeah, he solidified himself in that squad. Yeah, um, for sure. Which, which is great to see, obviously. Definitely. It was like you were just waiting for the breakthrough and you were hoping they would give him the time to get it. Yeah. And they finally did. And then he... He had to get a hat trick to, yeah. hat trick to do it. But yeah. yeah. Hey, breakthrough's a breakthrough. Breakthrough's a breakthrough. But yeah, that's really exciting. And then Let's our hear other it. little buddy... Let's go. Which he's not that little, but... No, he's a tank. He's little compared to like the hype around Pulisic is yes. DeAndre Yedlin. Yeah. Yedlin scored a goal against Bournemouth. And so... Um, we have two Americans in the Premier League scoring goals. Scoring goals. That's that's amazing. That's so the headline. It'll be interesting to see with some of the youth. I mean, I don't know enough about American soccer to know you know who the next guy could be, but it'll be exciting. I think with the success of Yedlin um, over multiple seasons, and now obviously Pulisic, hopefully there's a bit of appetite for for some other young youngsters pull them out of Germany or some of those other other leagues so very exciting very exciting there yeah. uh, Chris tell us who who made the biggest moves in in November who are up and up and coming teams and, yeah and who dropped the most so we're gonna look at this in, in a few different parts um, just because as the season progresses, moving around the table is gonna be a lot harder because yep. there's so many more points out there already um, but for, for November and into yesterday's matches, um, our biggest movers, say it, Wolverhampton. That's right. They are, they are the biggest mover. They jumped six spots. They were in 11th when November ended and now they are into fifth. Yeah. Uh, they took 10 points during that period of time, which is a very solid, uh, point grab for them and for anybody. Um, our next biggest jumper goes to Tottenham, who went from 13th to 8th. They moved up five spots. The Jose factor. The we'll Jose just call it the factor Jose factor. Is already in, and it's in place and, and affecting them. They're in 8th now. They were in 13th. They grabbed eight points during that period of time, uh, which is good. And then our, our other biggest mover is Manchester United. There you go. We know how to pick teams. We know how to pick teams. Uh, Man U moved up from 10th all the way up to 6th. They are just uh, a hair behind the Wolverhampton Wanderers. Oh, wait. I mean the Wolves. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I think, you know, even at the end of last, last month, we, we made some predictions on who we thought might be the biggest movers and one of our teams we picked was was Man U. Their schedule looked favorable. We thought they'd pick up some points and, and move up the table. And they did and they didn't. Uh, their schedule was favorable, but they drew matches they should have won. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think they grabbed enough. I don't think they grabbed as many points as they could have. I think their, their move up looks a little artificial right now to me because it does include yesterday's yeah, match. Yeah, that's right. Uh, which we didn't include in our predictions. That's right. Um, but they, you know, they beat the Spurs yesterday, or they beat Spurs yesterday. Yeah. Um, which is great seeing them beat uh, Jose, the former man yeah, manager, yeah, manager who's you know back in the saddle and. Did you see that little that picture of Ole <laughs> patting his head? I don't know if it was I just did. the angle, but it's a beautiful. It looks great. It's it a looks great awesome. picture. He's just patting him on the head, like good game. Yeah. 
we beat you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so Man U, I mean, they grabbed, you know, they did grab eight points over this last little period since we last chatted. Yeah. Um, I, I should have been 11 or 12, to be honest with you. But that's the ebbs and flow of the Premier League. They're still sitting in sixth place right now, which you can't be that mad at. Yeah. But um, I will say the bright side, and I guess we can kind of get into this right now, is that Marcus Rashford is just... Dude. It's like he turned a corner or just flipped the switch. Like, he's on a different level right now than than he's ever been. I don't want to say he's... I, I think he's definitely performing at, you know, the top side of the league as far as individual players and statistics right now. Um, you know, he's he's fourth overall in goal, goal scoring. Last time we talked, he wasn't even in the top five. Uh-huh. Um, I think he was actually, like... But like 10th or 11th or 12th, yeah. but he's putting uh, three goals over the last couple of games. He's up to fourth. Um, our top scorers so far are Jamie Vardy for Leicester. Yeah. Um, he's on fire. He is on fire. He's up to 14 goals for the season. Yeah. Uh, he had four in the last uh, few matches since we, we chatted. Uh, Tammy Abraham is still pouring him in. He's yeah. just, I, it's again, it goes back to like, I don't want to like Chelsea, but I have to like Chelsea because I love. Pulisic, I love Tommy Abraham. Mason Mount. I mean, they've got, uh, yeah, they've just got a young, this dynamic, exciting team. Yeah. It's so interesting because uh, they have a transfer ban right now. And a lot of people thought, when I was listening to other podcasts, people thought this is actually a good opportunity for them to give some youngsters a chance because they can't bring anyone else new in new. Yep. And... It Boy, just turned out happen. like phenomenal for them. Yeah, they I, are like they are a really likable team. They are, and I, re- I remember watching that first match of the season. You know, it was against Manchester United, and they got smoked. Dude. They just got absolutely smoked by Man U. Um, and they were talking about, you know, is this going to be the transfer ban effect? Is this going to be, you know, they couldn't bring in the top end talent that they normally would have? Um, is this going to be their season? And they couldn't have been more wrong because now that those kids have playing time and uh again they're just it's a fun system to watch it's always pressing it's always forward and those kids are just pouring in goals left and right like it's super fun to watch um so yeah so those are kind of you're looking at like the top scorers right now but looking at the movers where's Jimenez right now um I don't have him in my top eight so I don't know so he's not top eight no so he scored I think he scored like 16 goals in the last 14 matches, but, but a lot, a lot of, of them in cups. Europa. Yeah. So I don't know. Those numbers are probably a little off, but yeah. he's, uh, he's definitely dropped off. He hasn't scored in a premier league match in a couple, in a couple games, okay. a couple matches. But so when we look at the risers, that's all fun and games. Um, mm. but there's also droppers. There are, yeah, there are droppers when we look at these periods of time. And, um, let's start with our, our not as big droppers. So Arsenal dropped from fifth to tenth, so they dropped five spots. They only grabbed two points in that period of time. Nice. Not great. Two draws. Which ironically, I mean, it's a bit unfair to them because they're playing today in about an hour. True. And so if they win, they'll be in sixth place, actually. True. So, I mean, I, but for the sake of the podcast, yep. still gaining two points over the course of four matches is abysmal. So. Another big dropper was Bournemouth. Uh, they went from 7th down to 12th. Uh, and that is because they gained zero points uh, during this period. That hurts. 
it it's been rough. Yeah, it's been rough if you're a Bournemouth fan. Um, looking through these past few weeks, they are one of two teams that didn't get any points in the month of November. Uh, the other team is our biggest dropper, and that's Brighton. Yeah. Um, they also took zero points, and they dropped from eighth to sixteenth. So uh, there's still there's still a lot of movement available. It's probably not necessarily going to be at the top. Um, yeah. But I think our bottom is where we're going to see the most movement. Um, real quick, we'll just hit on the best teams from this period. We already talked about the Wolves. They took 10 points. Super solid effort during that month. Uh, Leicester City continues to just be a great team. Yeah, they um, look good. They also took 10 points uh, in, in the month. And then there's those guys at Liverpool who... I've heard of them. They, yeah, they don't lose. They don't lose. So they took all 12 points in their games. It's um, And even yesterday, I mean, that the match against Everton, just 5-2 drubbing the <laughs> Merseyside derby is... I mean, it's just two teams in absolute opposite directions with no end in sight for either of them. Like, yeah. Liverpool doesn't seem phased at all, and Everton is fully phased. <laughs> they are. And we're going to talk about them a little bit later. We will, yeah. Because I think they're going to go from fully phased to passed out. Yeah, they might be, yeah. What's uh, what's our relegation watch? Where are we at with yeah, that right so, now? Yeah, uh, so currently our relegation watch, the three teams that would be eliminated if the season ended today, Everton, Norwich, and Watford. Um, those three have been locked in for a while, um, but Everton is only a point outside of the 17th spot. Yeah. So there is, if you're looking at the standings and you're looking for hope as an Everton fan, you can go, well, we're really one point out of 15th, which is true because there's one, two, yeah. what? Three teams. Three teams tied 15. at 15, and then there's another three teams at 16 points. Yeah. So there's a ton of room to, to move in there. Um, Norwich and Watford have more to worry about because they're more than a win away from pulling out. Watford's obviously multiple wins away. Um, Norwich is... The problem for Watford is they don't have multiple wins this season. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But Everton, I mean, it's it's definitely not fair because you're, there's a four-point difference between 11th and 18. Yeah. So that'll be a spot to watch, and I'm sure we'll see quite a bit of movement from... You know, from Burnley through through Everton over the next over the next month, even especially December, heading into December, where every team has six Lot Premier matches. League matches. So, lot of matches. Yeah. All right, we had some very interesting red cards. <laughs> we did, and it, and the main one that we need to talk to feels like it happened last year. I don't know, so long ago. Um, but. And this it's Sun's red card. Against Gomez. Yeah, where maybe the most horrific leg injury I've seen on a soccer match. It's for well, for sure for me the most horrific on a soccer match. I mean, I haven't watched a ton of, of matches, but um, I don't think it's as bad as the Louisville basketball. What was his name? The Louisville basketball player. You remember in the uh, tournament like four or five years ago? Yeah, the Paul George one was pretty bad too. Yeah, if you want to look at basketball. Yeah, like that. The the Louisville one is just like gruesome to me, but this is pretty bad. Yeah. Like it, it wouldn't even show. I know. I still have never seen the front on angle that yeah. NBC News or NBC Sports cut their feet on. But did you see front on angle? I saw a flop. 
Oof. the leg. Flop. I saw him when he's laying on the ground. Yeah. And it's like flopping around. But, yeah. Oh, just brutal. And I mean, it's not really fair. It's not really a red card because they gave him a red card in the match and then they rescinded yeah. it later. And we talked about that as it happened because you had said, dude, did you see this? And I was like, hang on, I'm about yeah. to. Um, and, and I didn't think it was a red card at the time. Um, I, looking at it, the intent wasn't there that I thought yeah. it should have been a red card. Yeah. Uh, I even noticed, you know, the ref pulls the yellow first, sees how gruesome the injury is, and then changes it to a red. Yeah. Um, I thought yellow card, understanding that that's a really bad injury, and so maybe they take that into account again. Being a football neophyte, I don't know. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, whatever. I didn't think it was that bad. And well, then they the foul doesn't it, call so. the in. In the end, it's not the foul that causes. The foul right. leads to the injury, yes. right? Because he goes down and plants his leg weird and, and then it snaps. But um, it's not the foul that was the injured, injured him, yes. right? So I think that that's maybe the distinguishing characteristic of the foul, and probably why they why they took it away. Yeah. But, um, the other two straight reds, and maybe we missed one, but the other two straight reds worth mentioning um, are Allison's handball. <laughs> I mean, just it. It's so blatant and bizarre of a play. He's so far outside of the box. Um, he, it, it feels like he's a goalie. What do goalies do? Yes. They react to stopping balls coming at them with their hands. Yep. And it seems like he throws his hands up to do what goalies do and then is like, oh shit, I'm outside the box. It's like you almost see like this moment of hesitation. He doesn't argue. It's like the most, it's the least argued yes. red card maybe in the history of the Premier League. But yeah. And watching it, I was like, wow, he's way outside the box. And I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. Like natural instinct is see ball, stop ball. Yeah. So we'll see. Obviously, he's missed time to be, to start the season. Adrian filled in nicely for him and we'll be fine. I didn't get to see much of the, the Derby yesterday, so I don't know the two goals that Everton scored. I don't know if that's an issue with, with Adrian or not, but you know, Allison's going to miss the next two, the next two matches, um, which I'm actually not even sure who they play coming up, but hopefully that doesn't, that doesn't hinder them at all. Oh, they've got Bournemouth and Watford. So I guess if they're going to, if they're, they're going to miss any, uh, if he's going to miss any time, those are the, those are the games to miss it. So, um, and then finally, yesterday, there was a red card on Mamadou Sako, who, by the way, has just a great name. Great name and great hair. Does. That thin little, like, subtle mohawk dyed is so legit. Yeah. I love it. And he's got some, some flares on the side, he too. He does, with it. yeah. Like, it's, I'm all in on it. It's, it's a great hairdo. It's a great name. Great name, great hairdo. That's... Yeah. He's like... He's this year's, like, Juan Basaka. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, Sako's red card. We talked about that a little bit today too. Like, is that a red card? I mean, he comes studs up pretty high. Like you have to come up high to hit a guy in the knee. Yeah. So. I mean, again, I'm watching it from the standpoint of like, I just finished watching some NFL football and I go like, eh, yeah, get up. Yeah. You know, like he's kicking the ball away from the defenders as he's sliding. And the problem is he doesn't make contact with the ball though. If he makes contact with the ball, then it's like a fine tackle. But okay, that 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 becomes a distinguishing characteristic. So as you're watching, like a guy can come in 
See, I and thought he did kick the ball. No, I he don't. Think he, I don't think he gets any of the ball. Okay, so. Well, then maybe that changes my mind. Yeah, I thought he kicked the ball away and then um, and then slid into him. Hits. No, I think he misses. Okay. Yeah. Then so. then maybe it is a little bit more deserved. Yeah, but but Crystal Palace fans were pissed about it. Like I've seen numerous things that they didn't think it should have been a red. But well, most fans are pissed about everything, anyways. That's true. That's true. Um, but speaking of hair. Yeah. We have to talk. We, we have, have to. to talk about Adame Traore, who I just <laughs> and wait, I wait, love, wait, love, wait, love, wait, love him. Wait, I love wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. You guys can't see Nate right now. You can't see the pain on his face and the hiding of his hand, his head in his hands as he's about to talk about this. Yeah, I I on. love I love Adame Traore. I loved him last year, and he was a bit ridiculed in his play last year and. He's been maybe the most important player on the team this this year. I mean, it's hard to say that with Jimenez and some of the other guys, but he's, a, he's definitely the mo- he's definitely the most improved, and he's made the biggest jump and made a huge impact for the Wolves this year. And I love I love afros. I loved his hair. I love bleach afros. I loved all that. Yeah. But this haircut, I cannot abide. <laughs> I I just can't. I can't do it. I was so confused. When I first saw it, I'm like, what in the heck? Because it was after the international break. He comes back, and I'm like, what in the what in the world? Like, did he get extensions? Like, I think he had to have gotten extensions because his hair wasn't that long. I don't see how. I mean, granted, I'm bald. You are. 100% yes. bald. Um, maybe this isn't my area of expertise to be speaking <laughs> on. And I've also never had an afro. Yeah. But I don't see how the shaved like shaved mohawk afro can turn into long ponytail dreads yeah in, they can. in that time period it's i'll have to talk to my wife who is a hairstylist yes. and i'll have to ask her which yes. i don't think i need to i think it's pretty clear he got extensions <laughs> which i guess i mean, I mean he, it goes down the back of his jersey a little bit yeah, like it, it hits his nameplate yeah it does so no man adame go back to the Go back to the fro. But I still love you. You're yeah, a beast. He is a beast. Let's take a look um, at some of the, Euro, uh, the European Cups, what's happening in the Champions League in Europe. We're five matches in on, on both of those competitions um, in the group, the group stages. So one more match to play. Most, uh, most things have been settled for the Premier League clubs. Um, in the Champions League, both Tottenham and City have secured advancement into the round of 16, uh, which, as we recapped, I think last episode, the top two from every group advance to the round of 16. There's eight groups. Um, Liverpool and Chelsea are sitting in good position. Um, it would be pretty shocking if they both didn't advance. They yeah. should both secure at least a point, if not get wins. And so they should advance as well. If by chance they don't, and they fall to third position, though, the third-place teams from Champions League fall into Europa and get added to that madness for their round of 32. There are three Premier League clubs in Europa. Wolves and Man U have already secured advancement. Wolves should have won their group. They were up 3-1 against Braga and allowed two late goals to draw. Still secured advancement, which 
uh, going into the season, I think all Wolves fans would have been ecstatic about. Um, so Wolves are on to, and man, you are both on to the round of 32 and Arsenal most likely will be advancing as well. So that should be fun to watch. The Wolves, Man U, football neophytes, collision course uh, could happen in Europa, which would yeah. be fun. That'd be really fun. Speaking, that, well, go ahead. I was going to say, that's the draw that you were posting about the other day, right? No. No. That had not, no, that was the I FA Cup. I was confused. That was the FA Cup, which okay. this is how deep I'm into football is – in the middle of my workday, I'm watching the FA Cup draw to see what would happen. And really, for both Wolves and Man U, it's a crappy draw. Because this is a stage where you you have fifth, I think there's a fifth division team. So lower <laughs> than League Two, you have a fifth division team yeah. that's still around. And you, have the, you could get drawn against them. You could get drawn against a League One team, a League Two team, maybe a championship team. And yet, Premier League clubs get drawn against each other. It's a brutal draw. Wolves are at home for that match. Um, Is, are they in single elimination? It's single point? elimination. It's the third round. So, I mean, it's a, it's, a bad, it's a bad draw, especially because I think the game's in early January. So you come off this stretch of a ton of matches in December – and then you jump into an FA Cup match where you'd love to rest your guys. You'd love to get some of your U23 guys some playing time. Hopefully you're playing against some random team no one in America has heard of. Yeah. And you end up getting drawn against Wolves or Man U. Yeah. Same thing happened to Liverpool, which is even crazier because Liverpool and Everton drew against each other. So you've got this like amazing derby. Everton just got to hate their life. It's like kicking a dog when it's down, right? Like, just, what's that, uh, what was that, was it, what's the old NFL commercial where he's like, are you going to kick my dog while you're here too? Do you remember that? I don't. Oh, man, we'll have to find that afterwards. I can't remember who it was. Um, yeah, that Wofford, or not Wofford, sorry, the Wolves Man U game is January 4th. January 4th. So, right on the heels of a crazy December ending. And Man U has a game on 1-1. Against yep. Arsenal, so it's yeah, like, these cups are crazy to me. It it really is insane how they intertwine them into the season. Yeah, and I, again, I just go back to like, I wonder how much these guys actually care about this. Yeah, I think it just depends on who you are. Like for Wolves playing in Europe, it's a big deal. I think for yeah. Man U and Arsenal, I bet they care far less. They they have to care far less about Europa than Wolves do because yeah. Wolves haven't played in a major European tournament in decades i think 40 years um well man you and arsenal it's actually a bad season if you're not playing in champions league right so i'm sure they care far less about it um so that that plays a role too you know and then when it comes to carabao and fa i think for me who loves the strategy behind sports i think it's fascinating to me to say how do you manage all of these different things and what where do you decide to pull back and say we're not going to play our best because we don't care about carabao or which the wolves did earlier right they put up a, a pretty like weak young team against aston villa in the carabao and lost and that's okay we've got europe and we've got fa and even if we get eliminated from fa against me and you there's still Europe. So I think my guess is Wolves will place 
FA Cup, maybe a third. But again, it depends on where, kind of how it falls in the season and where we're at after the end of December. So we learned some things. We did. Over the last month. Um, this is a new little feature, things we've learned. We want to share some insights, some things that uh, have come up. Usually it's over Twitter. I hear something while I'm watching a match or I read something and do a little investigation. So there's two, two big things we learned. And the first thing is that uh, a loanee cannot play against the club that's loaned him out. And Aloni is not the last name of a player. That that's is right. a player who has been loaned to another team. <laughs> cannot play against the team that loaned him, which makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, I think it came up because, I might be drawing a blank on uh, Heaton. I think Heaton is the goaltender for Sheffield United. He's the guy who wore the black the hat. The cap. The hat. I think his name's Heaton. I could be wrong. But no, his name's The Hat. The Hat. The Hat is actually a loanee from Man U. And they were playing each other. Okay. And he couldn't play in that match. So it makes sense. Um, I feel like that's a great strategy. Like, loan a good player to, like, your rival. <laughs> and oh, then, sorry. Sorry. Can't, can't play in the derby. Yeah. No, that's funny. Um, and then... And then the other thing we learned is that five yellow cards, cumulative yes. over the course of a season, means you miss a match. So that's just an interesting stat. That's like I'll call that the Roman Sace like rule. He's our Wolves player who <laughs> loves yellows. Collects them. He love he yeah. It co collects them like Pokemon. Like Good. that guy. He he. I think he tries to get a yellow. He's like a little kid who. <laughs> has to figure out where the boundaries are. So he just tries to get a yellow as early in the match as possible and then says, okay, that's what I can't do. So do reds play into that anywhere? Like does it if you get a red card, does it reset your yellow collection? <laughs> yeah, like it oh okay, you like, get a red. You got so, a red, so now you're gonna sit out two matches, so we're gonna wipe out your three your three, three oh, on sorry, red. three red. You're gonna wipe out your yellow card collection, it's gonna restart your I doubt it. I doubt it. But I'd be curious about cumulative reds. Like, if you get a certain amount of reds, do you, like, get fined or miss it? I don't know. We'll uh, have to... Apparently, that's there's more for us to learn. That's something we'll learn in December. All right. All right. Before we preview uh, <laughs> December and make some predictions, we are starting a new feature for Chris called... Is this a real team? This will be the most embarrassing part of every pod for month. Well, maybe not. No, it's you never know. You never know. It, it's maybe more on me to how creative can I be at creating <laughs> names that sound like real, real teams. So, um, I'm sure for our British listeners, like maybe maybe the names of some of these lower clubs aren't silly to you. I'm sure there's probably American city names like Cincinnati is probably yeah. silly in some ways, right? Like but but for us it is very the the team names are very bizarre. And so you you're about to shit on someone's hometown basically. <laughs> yes. Good. Yes. All right, let's do this. I'm excited. Yes. All right. So we are going to start with is this a real team? Solihull Moles. Yes. It is, and I actually mispronounced uh, it, which made it worse. It's Solihull Moors, uh, which is going to really make, suck, because I've also got to create names that I can't <laughs> pronounce very well either. 
The Solihull Moors are in the third. I think they're in, they're in the National League, which I think is the fifth division, but I'm like not totally sure. They're also in the West Midlands, which is like the area that Wolverhampton's in. Okay. They're on the other side of Birmingham from, from Wolverhampton. But Solihull, Moors, oh man, I'm really going to have to create some bad names for myself too. too. The best part is I went with yes because I was like the moles. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's That's go with the moles. The moles, yeah. It's Moors, M-O-O-R-S. They're actually playing in the FA Cup still. Hey. They're still around. That's why I saw them in the draw. Okay. And I was like, oh man, I got to use this team. Okay, next team, East Hampton. I, I, naturally, I just want to say yes, because there's a Hampton for everything. But I'm wondering if that's too obvious and you would make this one up. Uh, I'm going to go with yes. East Hampton is a real team. It is not. Damn it. There is an East Hampton FC, but they're in Long Island. <laughs> so there is no East Hampton. There is a Southampton. There's a Northampton. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see if there's a West Ham. And there's Hampton. a West Ham. There's a West Ham. That's true. <laughs> Um, no East Hampton. Okay. All right. King's Cup. And you're not talking about like a tournament cup. You're no, saying this is King's a team. Cup is King's an Cup team. FC. Yeah, I'm buying it. No. God. There's Kings Lynn Town. Okay. Kings Lynn Town, but there is no Kings Cup. In, there is no King's Cup, so you're you're one for three. Mm. How many are we doing? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Okay. All right. Next, Dag and Red. Dag and Red. Oh, so it's not all one word. No, it's three. <laughs> <laughs> Dag and Red. Dag and Red. Dag and Red. Uh, I'm going to feel like an idiot for saying yes to all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Yes. Yes, it is. All right, we're back. I, I'm so bad at my own handwriting, but I believe the full name is Dagenham and Redbridge FC. A couple of these teams. It's interesting. So th this Dagenred was two different, separate teams that merged together. They're in London. It's a London team. Um, they're also in. They're in like the fifth division, I think, of of football um, in England. They're in sixteenth place in the national league right now. So Solid. two for two, two, two right, two wrong. That's the end of our. Um, All right. Is this a real team? So not bad. Okay. I feel good that I got you to say yes on some of my uh, my made up team names, but uh, hey, we got a good history lesson out of that. We did. I like this. Yeah, I think this is good. This yeah, will be we'll, good. Let's keep. My my buddy, my my Twitter buddy Stu of the Wolves fan cast, um, he we were talking about funny team names, and he told me about. Uh, I oh, I should have also written this down, but there's like, he told me of some crazy ones like Queen. He said he said uh, I think uh, I want to save it. The Welsh just throwing that. Out. Well, I think I told you this, oh, like Queen of the South. Oh yeah, or some some team like that, and. Um, there's Beyonce some, owns them, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Or uh, Daenerys Targaryen yes, yes. also. But yeah. All right. 
Um, let's look at December. We're already five days in. We're already eight yeah. matches in yeah. uh, with the ninth one about to kick off here in a minute. Um, so what are we looking at? December's crazy. So again, for our listeners who don't know, um, and I don't know why this is, but in December, the Premier League, every team plays six matches. So they just stuff a whole bunch of matches into December and really December be- becomes a time that really separates the men from the boys um, because you are playing basically six matches at least. But then if you're in any of the cups, if you're playing in Europe, uh, you're also going to end up having some other matches. So we have a couple teams that are playing up to nine matches in December, which is just crazy. So um, December's crazy with six matches. That's why we have midweek matches this week um, with a turnaround and games this weekend as well. So um, what are some of our matches to watch? You have a big match this I weekend. Do. Yeah, this weekend it's, it's our Manchester Derby. That's um, right. Manchester United versus Man City is this Saturday. Where is that? Uh, it is at Man City. Okay. So right. at a hog. Yeah, I've, I'm preparing myself. I mean, granted, you go out of these derbies and you kind of throw everything out the window, but I'm preparing myself to not get a point on Saturday, which, whatever, be mad at me, I don't care. No, I think that, I mean, no, it's realistic. Yeah. It's realistic. The good thing is that, I mean, since we're talking about December, is after that match, United has a relatively... I don't want to call it a cupcake schedule, but it's not too difficult. They play a ton of matches. That's going to be the challenge. Yeah. They play nine matches in December. They've already played two in December. But once they get past the Man City game, they've got Everton at home. They go to Watford, uh, and then they have Newcastle at home, and they wrap up December at Burnley. Yeah. So for – Burnley's not bad. No. We can't – I'm not throwing – And you're playing at – yeah, Turf more so. Yes, so not not just throwing that game away, but Don't I mean, just Natalie's team. I would never. I love her. We love Natalie. Um, but Everton, you've got to get those three points. Watford, you have to get those three yeah. points, and Newcastle, you should get those. Three That's points. right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, realistically, looking at the schedule, I mean, if I didn't know yesterday's result, yeah, uh, versus versus Tottenham, yep. I think. I would have I would have probably said one ten eleven twelve eleven twelve points for the month of December. So knowing also that you got the three points at Tottenham, um, 12, 12 points twelve plus isn't out of reach. No. So that would be that'd be a great December for Man U. So we'll I think we'll see what they're made of. Um, and having already solidified um, advancement in Europa, they may choose to rest some guys during their their sixth uh, group match. So, yeah. um, some other matches to look at: um, Leicester Leicester City. We're going to see what they're made of um, in December. They play at City on the twenty first, and they play at home against Liverpool on the twenty sixth. So that'll be a that'll be Interesting to see. That's such a good, fun back-to-back. I know. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. And then Wolves have a fascinating end of the month. 
a really crappy fascinating <laughs> I mean, the scheduling is just ridiculous. I am sure Nuno and Wolves are just pissed at the scheduling of this. But we host City on the 27th. And then less than 48 hours later, on the 29th, we go to Anfield to play Liverpool. That's I mean, tough. it's just a bad, it's a bad, it's a bad back-to-back. That's going to be, that's going to be tough. Wolves don't have a very easy, an easy December. It's not horrible, um, but we we needed we desperately needed our Sheffield and West Ham points that we got. We need to get some more points on. Uh, we got at Brighton, at Brighton this yeah. weekend, but then we have Tottenham, Norwich, which hopefully we'll get some points. But then City at home and at Liverpool. Um, that's going to be tough. I mean, I think looking looking at December 1, 4, 7, I mean, 10, I'd like, if we get 10 points in December, I'll feel, I'll feel great about that. You good, Mom? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got those two juggernauts in the middle of it. I mean... But, and Tottenham, too. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the other thing where it's like, we play three of the best clubs in. And arguably in all of Europe, right? I mean, you have like three, especially from last year and the way they performed in Champions League, three just amazing clubs. So we'll see. But one of those now has Jose Mourinho yes. leading the charge. But he probably won't employ, implode the team this quickly, okay. but hopefully. We'll we'd, love to, we'd love to see that. So so that's what we've got uh, in December. So let's let's make some predictions. Who do we think is going to make the biggest moves or, or score the most points in December? Can I just take Liverpool? Well, you can. <laughs> uh, they actually they have a fascinating schedule. They play nine matches. Yeah, nine. They have to play in this. They've got also like this club World Cup semifinal match against that, Red Bull. Oh, I don't know. That's uh, I don't think. Oh, that's a UEFA Champions League. Sorry. Yeah, that's their, their that's their Champions League match. No, I don't even know who they play against. But oh, it's TBD. That's why. Yeah. So they play that game. It's like less than twenty four hours after playing at Aston Villa. I mean, yeah. it's just a ridiculous schedule. I'm sure they're gonna send their U twenty three team. Yep. Um, I've even heard that Klopp's not even gonna go. But they won't even send their manager. Like it's just ridiculous. Like because life's so hard, standing on the sidelines subbing three guys. No, I think because you got to prepare your team, right? Like I just it's a crazy schedule. So, but to they have an easy first half of the month. Yeah, they go. They've got Bournemouth this weekend. Yep. They got Watford, Aston Villa, and West Ham before they play Leicester, and, and then Wolves. And close out with the Wolves. Yeah, which Wolves at home. I mean. It'd be silly for me yeah. to think that we're going to get a point. I but mean, I mean, hopefully it could get a point. But. If I'm looking at their schedule, I'm going 3, 6, 9, 12. I think we should – don't we just, just times their league yeah. matches times three? Well, that's how yeah. I figured out what week we're on. I took how many points they had and I divided it by three. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, I think – I mean, realistically, they're looking at it again, another 14 to potentially uh, – 16 points. They just seem unstoppable. They just they just seem to be unstoppable right now. So it's crazy. It is crazy. So other than Liverpool, yeah, okay. Uh, who who do we think uh, has the easiest little matchup? Crystal Palace has a pretty uh, pretty easy schedule. Yep. If we look at their theirs, uh, I think they got a good shot. 
He I obviously also, started with three points yesterday against yep. Bournemouth. A 10-man Crystal Palace, which I'm sure they've got to be stoked to have gotten three <laughs> points out of that. Yep. But, but then they have Watford, Brighton, Newcastle, West Ham, Southampton. I mean, that mm-hmm. is a great schedule for Crystal Palace, I think. Yeah, they're playing the bottom of the table all month. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be surprised. And they don't have any cup matches or Europe. So I think... Um, if there's a team that should get quite a few points or have at least an easy schedule, Crystal Palace seems to be be the team. Um, you got yeah. If they don't get like twelve points yeah. with that schedule, that's a disappointment for them. I think so. I think you're right. Especially, I, you know, they have aspirations to be in that upper yeah. middle part of the table. So they, these are all teams they realistically should beat or. At least on the road, get a point. Take so, a row, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is time. We're going to find out what Crystal Palace really is. Yeah. The team that we're... The team, speaking of kicking a team while they're down. I mean, <laughs> Everton, it just couldn't be worse for them. It's... They have... They have eight matches. Quite the rough road. Uh, so, they've got Chelsea this weekend. Well, they... So, so they, well, so, well, even... So, they played on Sunday, which was the first. Uh, and true. they lost to Le- Leicester. Yes. Then they lost in the Merseyside Derby. Yep. <clears throat> then they have Chelsea. Then they have Chelsea. Then they have Man U. Oh my gosh. Then they have Arsenal. <laughs> they get Burnley. But, he, but Burnley is like... But they're not bad. I know. They they're Burnley like a mid-table, yeah. upper mid-table team. Uh, and then they get Newcastle to close out the month. So, But they don't get like easy Newcastle. Newcastle they still have to go at Newcastle. And, and Newcastle's, Newcastle's playing, playing well. Much better right yeah. now than they have been. Yeah. They are no longer the dumpster fire that we thought they were. Yeah. They would be all year. But then they also have, thrown in there, their Caribou Cup, Cup match is against Leicester, <laughs> yes. which sucks. And then they got drawn against Liverpool right after the New Year. I mean, it is just, it's it's horrible. It's it's horrible. Um, there's a lot of rumors that, that their manager is going to get sacked as well. And one of the podcasts I listened to said, if they fire him, they'll fire him after December, <laughs> so that they don't <laughs> throw a new so they don't throw a new manager into that crazy crazy schedule. So that's brutal. That, <clears throat> that's just absolutely brutal. That run that might be the worst I've seen in quite some time. Yeah, I just it's that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. So, well, we're into December. Um, it'll be exciting when we record at the end of the month. Uh, should be a lot that's changed in the tables and with our with our clubs, especially with Man U and, and Wolves. So yep. I think if Wolves are are still in that Europa position five, six, seven, I'll be I'll be happy. Yeah, and the fun thing is that next time we record, we're gonna be right on the heels of our our uh, FA Cup matchup. That's right. Yeah, we'll have to do a uh, we'll have to go watch that together yeah. again. That'd be fun. All right. Well, we're out of here. So like we always say. Glazers out. Glazers out. Thanks for listening to Chris and my dad. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe.